0: Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation.
1: We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we are going to be talking about a Hulu original movie called Not Okay, starring Zoe Deutsch.
0: You mentioned this right before we started recording that this is the third movie we're doing with her.
1: This is the third movie we did Set It Up and Vampire Academy and now this. I really like her. Like, I feel like we could be friends in real life. You think so? She's friends with Nina... Uh, From Vampire Diaries.
0: Dude, I don't know what you did, but you punched a sequence of codes in my mind that just plunged me into like this fanfic world where I am best friends with Nina Dobrev and Zoe Deutsch. Like, we're friends in my head. Right? Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? And they think I'm funny and we're like sarcastic together. Yeah, we have them on our podcast. (laughs) Do you know what? Do you know what, though? If we really set our minds to it and we committed to being stalkers, we could orchestrate a me cute. How committed do we have to be? Listen, I'm willing to commit to being a stalker, but like how much money do I have to spend? That's the thing. It's probably expensive. We would have to figure out where they are. Then we would have to buy plane tickets to be there and kind of orchestrate a meet cute where we're like carrying a bunch of boxes and then we Uh bump into them because you need like you need something that makes you like adorable. And there's nothing more adorable than dropping a bunch of shit and eating, you know, Mm -hmm. the ground.
1: Yeah. Um, Maybe. So you can be carrying boxes, and I'll bring a dog, and then my dog can jump on you,
0: make mm-hmm. you spill
1: the boxes, and then I can leave, and then you can do the talking, because you're better at it than me. But
0: that's the thing with the meat cue, it has to be the person's fault. So, like, if we're bumping into her, it needs to be her fault that we are dropping what we're having. So I like the idea of a dog. I think we should stick with that. Um, I think the dog should be pregnant. And then she bumps into me. The boxes fall on the dog and it induces labor because now it's a situation. Like now she can't just walk away. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Now they have to stay and help. They have to stay and help. Oh my God, I'm so excited. We're going to be best friends. (laughs)
1: Listen, um, the only thing stopping us from being stalkers of anybody is that... We ain't got any money. We're like that. We, we are broke. All right. That's the only thing that's
0: stopping us. Um, if you would like to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> feel free to send us an email at fictionfixationpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, help us, help us fund our dreams of becoming best friends (laughs) with Zoe Deutsch and Nina Dobrev. Thank you for your consideration. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna play that song behind that, like in the arms of an angel. (laughs) You
1: should. It'll be fine. Sarah McLaughlin, this is what she wants for us. (laughs) We're gonna get a cease and desist
0: from Sarah McLaughlin (laughs) too. We're just gonna add it to the binder full of cease and desist letters.
1: Anyways, this movie is a lot darker than I thought it was going to be. But I really liked
0: it. (laughs) I did too. So the movie opens up with Zoe Deutsch's character being canceled. Yeah, she is like sobbing
1: in front of her computer looking at all of these hate comments on the internet. People are publicly doxing her. They are saying that she needs to die. They're telling serial killers to go to her house. People are just talking hella
0: shit. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, we don't know what she did, and so it's kind of hard to gauge. I don't want to say if she deserves it, but it's kind of hard to gauge, like... Why all the hate? Why all the hate, and is it warranted? Because Mm -hmm. honestly, like, people on the internet get canceled for, like, nothing, but they also get canceled for, like, you know, serious things. So she's somewhere in that... Kind of, uh, yeah, like on a scale of one to 10,
1: why is she being canceled? You yeah. know, and even, even like I've seen the whole movie and I don't even know where to put what she did on the scale. You know, I know
0: we'll get to that.
1: So the movie flashes back to like before the canceling, um, to the beginning. And poor Danny is, as many of us, you know, she pops her Lexapro in the morning. Um, and it's legitimately Lexapro, that's what it says. Um, <laughs> she pops her LexaPro, goes to work, and she's talking to her boss about an article that she wants to put in the magazine that she
0: works for called Depravity. That kind of hits the nail on the head that the, the magazine's yeah. called Depravity. Right? It seems to me like it's a kind of a BuzzFeed type yes. publication. Uh huh. Danny seems to be struggling with her place at work because mm-hmm. she's the photo editor, but she really wants to be a writer. That's her dream. And her boss is just not giving her the opportunity to do that. She tries to pitch her boss an article, and it's, to be fair, a terrible article.
1: Yeah, it's entitled Why Am I Sad? Um, and the number three reason of why she's sad is that she missed 9-11 because she was on a cruise with her parents.
0: And she's not being ironic here. She means it a hundred percent. She wishes she had been around like in America when 9-11 happened. Her boss says that it's kind of tone-deaf, and
1: Danny suggests that maybe tone deaf could be a brand,
0: you know? <sighs> and even as she says that you could tell that she's not really absorbing why it's tone death. like she really says no 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 like 911 was such a bonding moment for my peers and i wasn't able to do it and i'm like girl people it was 911 died like there are other ways to bond that don't involve osama bin laden you know what i mean yeah cuz listen i was in the united states for 911 and it was not a f- it was not a good time it was not It was really, really scary. Like, all, we were kids. We were young kids having to face this, like, crazy new world that we were plunged into. Because there was the world before 9-11 and after 9-11.
1: Yeah, and we, at the time, we both had loved ones that were in the military. And we Mm -hmm. lived a stone's throw from
0: a military base. Yeah. You know, like, shit was chaotic. I had just moved to... Virginia a few months before 9-11 so it was you know I considered New York City my hometown so it was just it it was I mean we're making this about us look at us yeah (laughs) oh us stop it you notice when we when we mention 9-11 we both start talking about our experiences and Uh it just hit me like Oh, this is what Danny means when other people are talking yes. about their experience at 9-11. She's like, oh, I was on a cruise and I didn't realize anything was wrong. Like she doesn't have that same. <laughs> she really? Oh my God. Oh my God. It kind of makes sense now. She can't relate to the to that traumatic moment because she was on a yeah. cruise without a care in the world. She probably didn't know right away either.
1: We like I was in seventh grade. We knew. Within minutes. We we watched it. We watched the second plane hit. Right.
0: Like it. So isn't it, it like on a sick level? Is she right? Is she right? Did she miss out on this? Like because the world still changed overnight for her. Yes. She just wasn't part of the traumatic moment. And so unlike in a sick way, it's like, huh, maybe she's right. Maybe she does have a space to like miss 9-11. Yeah, but maybe don't publish it in an article. You know what? We all have
1: terrible thoughts. Yeah. Um, but we, we're not gonna talk about them publicly. Uh, no. Anyways, um, Danny doesn't have any friends at work, and you can tell she tries so hard to just be part of the cool writers club. You can see that
0: at this magazine at there's like clicks. so you have like all oh, the pretty influencer girls have a click, all the more mm. serious writers have a click. and then there's Danny and she has no one to really connect with and you could see how lonely she is. But then like I said, she she's also really unlikable. like she said she misses 9 eleven so I mean
1: listen, I this is just an observation. I think Danny probably has a touch of the tism. OK, mm. because she couldn't spot a social cue if it smacked her in the face with a tweener.
0: That's not an incorrect statement. Actually, she was very, very much not picking up on social cues. Yeah, because her coworkers obviously don't like her mm-hmm. and she keeps trying to invite herself to things and they are very obviously not wanting her to be around. And she doesn't even pick up that they're being awkward. She's like, all right, see you later, guys. Bye. Right. Oh, my gosh, that's such a good observation. She might have a little bit of Asperger's. Yeah. Or, you
1: know, on the spectrum.
0: Right. And it's one of those things to where,
1: like, I think we labeled a lot of people as, yeah, that person's just weird. Some people probably are just weird, but I think a vast majority of them, it's like, oh, they're probably just a little autistic.
0: This world just kind of really rewards, like, neurotypical people, and it discards neurodivergent people.
1: It does. And so as she's leaving, Danny calls her mom to try to get her mom to hang out. And her mom's like, no. I know. Even her mom <sighs> doesn't want to hang out. She goes to pick up like a latte right by where she lives. And she sees this dude she works with, played mm-hmm. by Dylan O'Brien. Um, he's like a stoner influencer. Tall, bleached, buzzed, ramen noodle-looking ass hair. He's wearing sunglasses, big baggy clothes. And he's smoking what he calls a scorpion joint.
0: Right, which is basically like six joints like glued together to a joint. It's just, listen, this is how I described him. He is like a TJ Maxx Pete Davidson. Do not insult Pete Davidson like that. Pete Davidson is a TJ Maxx Pete Davidson, okay? He's like, Pete Davidson is like a meme of himself. Pete you know? Davidson is the eighth wonder of the world,
1: okay? Okay. I've had to make several apologies to Pete Davidson over the course of this podcast. (laughs) I will not be apologizing for the shit you say about Pete Davidson.
0: Okay, let's put a pin in that. Um, Pete Davidson is not in this movie, but he might as well be. But yeah, so this guy, his name is Colin. And he Uh is an influencer for the magazine. And he thinks he is hot shit. Yeah, um, and everybody else seems to think he's hot shit too. He has the buzzed bleach hair hair. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. like he he kind of is a little throwback to Eminem a little bit. He's like if Eminem and Pete Davidson had a son. Danny is obsessed with Colin. You could tell how desperately she wants to get attention from him, how desperately she wants his approval. Listen, I
1: understand that a lot of women sometimes feel like Dick is worth fighting over, fighting for, changing for, Um, Under no circumstances should somebody look at Colin and say, I really want that dick.
0: There are things that we have not evolved from, from Mm -hmm. like our reptilian brain hasn't evolved yet fully. Mm -hmm. I feel like as women, there's still kind of this little ghost in our head that tells us that dick is scarce and that we need it to be able to survive the winter. And it's like, no, girl, you don't. It's not the 1800s anymore.
1: Danny is talking to Colin and he just got back from like a big trip where he did all his influence stuff mm-hmm. and posted and shit and Danny not thinking she's like oh yeah I'm going on a trip too a writer retreat to Paris
0: you could tell that she is trying desperately to get his attention. and He's mm-hmm. almost walking off like he's almost like not yeah. interested in what she's saying until she says that she's going to Paris and that catches his attention. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's that's dope. Take pictures. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to take all the pictures.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't he's barely giving her the time of day. He forgets her name immediately and just kind of goes on about going to
0: his dealer's house. Trying to impress Colin, Danny takes a puff of his, like, scorpion blunt. She takes, like, a huge drag. I know. And she immediately gets super high. What's crazy to me is that now Danny, high as hell, goes home, and all she's thinking about is how she told Colin she's going to Paris. And and mm-hmm. it's like, who cares, girl? He literally forgot the conversation. So she's high as shit, eating Chinese food,
1: hanging with her guinea pig, and she she has a guinea pig. It's like a long-haired guinea pig. It's so cute.
0: Courtney, the only redeeming quality of Danny Sanders is that she named her guinea pig Guinea Weasley. Yes. Like Ginny Weasley from Harry yes. Potter. That's it. That's all you need to know.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's high as fuck, eating Chinese food, hanging out with Guinea Weasley, her guinea pig, she's looking up tickets to Paris and they're like $2,000 just for the ticket
0: to go to Paris. Ginny Weasley steps on her computer and the screen switches to a Photoshop, a Photoshop file because she works in the photo department for her magazine. So she mm-hmm. is very good at Photoshop and she realizes that she could Photoshop herself in Paris.
1: Yeah. And so she actually does some background work She makes a fake website for the writing retreat she's supposed to be on. She calls her boss, tell her she's taking some time off. She tells her mom she's going to Paris. And she proceeds to sit in her house for the next week or two weeks, posting fake photoshopped pictures of herself in,
0: quote, Paris. And she's racking up some followers. So she is. She's racking up a lot of followers on her Instagram. And um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. At first glance, I'm like, those pictures are obviously photoshopped. But Mm -hmm. in this universe, no one can tell. But you know what? Colin starts to follow her on Instagram. And this is just the validation that she's been wanting. Like, she is obsessed with him. This is exactly what she wanted.
1: She posts a picture. It's a really cute picture. It's of her wearing a little beret, looking all pretty, next to the Arc de Triomphe. She posts it, and then she goes to bed. She wakes up, hours later, her phone's dead. She plugs it in, and it immediately starts going off. Text,
0: tweets, calls, mm-hmm. calls, calls. And she's like, what the fuck? That's the kind of thing that makes her stomach sink. When her phone comes back on, everyone in her family, all her friends... But well, not that she has friends or her online followers are checking to see if she's all right because, as it turns out, there was a string of terrorist attacks in Paris.
1: Yeah, they targeted popular tourist destinations like the Arc de Triomphe um, and set off a series of bombs. Um, and one of the bomb at the arc went off five minutes after Danny posted that picture
0: of herself at the arc. Dude, that's freaking wild. So obviously, uh this is very inconvenient for Danny to say the least mm-hmm. because everyone she knows thinks that she's in Paris and now mm-hmm. this I guess little lie is turning into a bigger lie.
1: Yeah, Danny
0: could have came clean right away, especially to her parents. So she's practicing coming clean and then Colin messages her and just says, I hope you're okay. Yeah, Colin messages her. And so I think, again, she's stigmatized. She just she doubles down on our wise man. She doubles down. She does double down. And so now she has to go to the airport, mm-hmm. kind of like in a hoodie, hiding her face. And then she stands out where the people come out when they get off their flights and, and come down the terminal. She mm-hmm. waits there so that she could pretend to to be part of the group that got off the plane from Paris because her family, understandably, wants to pick her up from the airport after this traumatic event.
1: Yeah, and she just walks Right into her dad's arms, and a photographer takes a picture of Danny looking scared with her dad hugging her.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it becomes sort of like the picture, you know, that
0: gets spread around everywhere. There's always like that one picture that kind of encapsulates a moment.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately for Danny, this is the picture that gets picked up, you know.
0: Yeah. Her parents take her to their what looks like Upper East Side, you know, Mm -hmm. swanky apartment in New York City. And her dad is a mess. Her dad is crying. He's he was so, so worried about her. And her mom, who seems relatively cold and indifferent
1: towards her daughter, is also worried. Her mom is kind of babying her. She makes her hot cocoa, you know, tucks her into bed. Her mom is like, fretting over her Mm -hmm. and danny really likes it like danny is feeling very loved right now and
0: she's eating it up she is eating it up she even says out loud it feels like christmas
1: (laughs) yes once
0: she returns to
1: work she's a big deal her boss is like you're so brave Mm -hmm. you know i commend you for coming back you know zoe is starting to get attention and valid like it's not even validation. She's starting to get attention. She's starting to be noticed. She's not invisible
0: anymore. Her boss says, "If there's anything you need, anything I can do, like let me know." Mm-hmm. And of course, Danny takes this opportunity to to you know she takes advantage of the of the opportunity and she says, "I want to write an article on my experience." And of course, her boss is not going to say no. This is clout, you know.
1: Yeah, and so her boss says, "Absolutely." What Zoe soon finds. Is that um, like she 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 doesn't know how to write about her experience because she
0: wasn't there. Well, it's not even that she wasn't there. Like she sits down in front of the computer. She can't think of what to write. But she is also wanting to write a hard hitting kind of mm-hmm. inspirational piece but she's not deep enough or interesting Mm-mm. enough or complicated enough or insightful enough to write anything meaningful so it's like no. for for Danny to be the writer she wants to be she needs to be a better person and she's just not she's just
1: not and it's funny cuz at one point Colin even calls her over he's like Danny come here she leaves a whole room full of people and was like yes Colin yes and he has a ring light set up he's recording this and he's like i just want to make sure you're okay <laughs> he's using her for content yeah <laughs> yeah she she doesn't even realize he's recording right like she again she's just so oblivious to everything she gets invited to hang out with the cool kids
0: Right. Everyone at her job is just kind of hovering around her, wanting to know what happened, wanting to hear her story. And she tells them, you know, it was this beautiful mm-hmm. day in Paris, like clear skies. And she was going for a walk and then she saw a weird guy and she she got a bad feeling. And then the explosions happened. So she kind of went into yeah. into detail, which you should never do if you're lying.
1: Yeah. Mistake number one. You know what? She could have easily been like, I don't know. It was all just a blur like be as vague as possible like when you're lying don't go into
0: details she should have stayed vague but you know she just was eating up the attention too much so Danny realizes she doesn't have the life experience or even Mm -hmm. the soul required to write an interesting article Mm -hmm. so she comes up with an idea where to get kind of inspiration
1: yeah she starts she goes to a shooting slash bombing support group of people who are survivors of mass shootings and bombings. And she's so awkward in this meeting. She's laughing. She's smiling. She's like, oh, no, I'm fine. Which I think that's how some people cope. Right. You know, I laugh at inappropriate times all the time. And so I I think that they're kind of weary of her at first because she's just all smiles. But also, like, she could be overcompensating because it's all fresh. It just happened, you know? (sighs)
0: Right. Yeah, I think definitely there is this idea that for someone to be traumatized or in pain that they have to act a certain mm-hmm. way. And that's definitely not the case, although we do know that Danny is obviously faking it. But mm-hmm. it's it's just so disgusting of her to go to this meeting to help kind of give her ideas for the article about the lie that she created to perpetuate her own lie. Right. Because these people, they're sharing deep, deep thoughts, yes, and dark feelings about real experiences and she is mm-hmm. using that information to exploit them basically. It's so gross. Yes.
1: There's another young girl there her name is Rowan. Mm-hmm. She was in a school shooting. Danny takes a liking to her because she's an activist now. Again,
0: Danny only cares about attention. Do you notice that she only takes a liking to Rowan when she overhears someone else saying, oh, my daughter is a big fan? Yes. Rowan is a teenage girl, by the way. She's still in high school.
1: She's still in high school, but she's a big activist for gun control and um, for, you know, trying to stop school shootings.
0: Uh, she's also a poet. Mm-hmm. You see Danny looking up videos to kind of get familiar with who Rowan is, and there are mm-hmm. all these clips of Rowan making these impassioned speeches. I mean, the kind of mm-hmm. stuff that just like moves you to your core,
1: yeah, it gives you like shivers and chills and um at the next meeting, Danny kind of walks with Rowan afterwards and asks her, "Hey, I'm writing this article about what happened for work." And I was wondering if you could help me because I'm kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. So Rowan takes Danny to a rage room. Yeah, And she tells Danny she needs to feel the rage first. And Danny goes, I don't feel rage. I feel nothing. Which I think is an appropriate answer for somebody who is just in a traumatic accident. It could take days, weeks, months, years for like a feeling to really
0: settle in. Right. It's it's interesting because it's obvious that Danny is dealing with something. Like she's not normal. Something is Mm -hmm. going on with her. There is trauma there. Obviously, not the trauma that she's making people think, but she something is wrong with this girl, right? Rowan is a speaker and she's motivational and she just starts saying things to Danny like, Hey, it's okay to not be okay. And Danny takes Rowan's words and runs with them.
1: She gives a very vague kind of, like, nod to the bombings in her article. Mm -hmm. But essentially, she says that the only thing people need to know
0: is that she's not okay. Right. I guess in a way she's smart because she doesn't focus on the details of what happened in Paris. For fucking once. (laughs) She actually focused more on how she feels, but she doesn't even go into detail about how she feels. The article is really about asking the reader to confront how they feel and to share their pain and their truth instead Mm -hmm. of numbing and scrolling. And I mean, there's a lot of truth to that, right? Because like, that's what I think is really corroding our society is the fact that we're not feeling our feelings. We're just numbing. First of all, I will deal with my feelings when I damn well (laughs)
1: ready to deal with my feelings. (laughs) If I would like to substitute feelings with watching hockey fights on YouTube or videos of parrots cussing, then I will do so, and you will mind your damn business. But that's not feeling your feelings.
0: That's numbing, you know? I'm feeling feelings. I'm feeling joy. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm in the camp that your feelings that are triggered by whatever's happening to you— They don't go away until you deal with them. Oh, no. I know they don't go away. So they're either going to come out as anger or they're going to kind of rot as like depression.
1: Oh, they can rot as depression like the spinach in my refrigerator. Okay.
0: (laughs) You're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. This is fine. This is fine. This is what I want. This is exactly what I want. This is why I have the Lexapro. Okay.
1: (laughs) No, the Lexapro kills the rotting feelings inside.
0: It does not, Courtney. Yes, it does. Courtney, are you Danny? Is this your story? <laughs> no. No, I would, my social anxiety would not allow for this. I know. D- dude, I could never, I could never make up a lie like this. It would, oh my God, my anxiety would be through the I roof. I would just like slip into like oblivion. I can't imagine telling an actual lie. And thinking people believe them. I never think people believe me like when I'm telling the truth, especially telling a lie and going this far with it. right? Anyways, the
1: article goes viral. you know, I mean, this is the most popular article at
0: depravity in years, right? It actually starts a trending hashtag, "Not OK. Hashtag I am not okay, And people use Uh it to share kind of the truth. And and in a way, I love this because, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, I, I heard something so profoundly deep on TikTok the other day, like TikTok is half of my therapy. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so basically, it was this guy, and he was talking about how every animal, when you look at every animal, they're born with the skills that they're that they need to survive in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So, like a giraffe is born able to run because they need to be mm-hmm. able to like pop out of that JJ and take off running, right? So they don't mm-hmm. get eaten. Um, and then it's like, what are humans born able to do? Nothing. No, we're born able to cry crying asking for help like our survival depends on our ability to ask for help what
1: i feel like you just said was humans are a bunch of weak little bitches
0: (laughs) hear me out hear me out we were born with the ability to ask for help because asking for help is essential to our survival. And so when you look around, when you look around and everyone is pretending to be okay and Mm -hmm. no one's asking for help and everyone is so obsessed with appearing to be competent and appearing to be Mm -hmm. perfect. And all this is doing is alienating us more and more away from each other, right? Because if you're feeling like you're not okay, you're not going to go talk to you know, Suzanne, who's Seems to have her shit together. Yeah. Because you're not going to feel seen.
1: Um, let's get back to the movie because I don't like where this conversation is like making me feel.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'll just say one last thing. All right. If, if I'm on my a psychology kick here. Okay. Uh, fine. Oh, I will say. Is that to feel connection to people, we have to be vulnerable and we have to reveal things that we don't think are appealing because that's what people are really drawn to. When I started opening up to people about how I Mm -hmm. was really feeling, that's when I started making real connections. Like the way you and I connected Mm -hmm. was me being like, oh, my God, being a new mom is so hard. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, think about it. That's how we connected. If I had been yeah. like, I am the perfect mom, organic food, homemade. I would have blocked you. You would have <laughs> fucking blocked me and none of this would have happened. So that's what I'm saying. So say something insightful so it's not just me talking. Um. <laughs> what is wrong with you today, Courtney? What is going on? I feel like
1: I don't know.
0: We'll unpack it later.
1: I'm busy later. I'm going to Ikea to spend money <laughs> <laughs> to make myself feel something.
0: <laughs> Are we taking turns being dead inside? Is that what we're doing?
1: You know, I, I think we should. Like, we can't both be dead inside at the same time. Right. No, that makes sense. One of us has to feel something other than like existential dread. So um, I guess next week, it's your turn.
0: Yeah, well no, I appreciate you taking it on this week because I do have a lot going on, so
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Anyways,
0: so she's back in the support group. I don't know why she keeps going. I think because she's forming a friendship with Rowan and mm-hmm. and honestly the friendship feels a little inappropriate because Danny is in her twenties, probably mid to late twenties, and yeah. Rowan is like probably sixteen, seventeen.
1: It does feel a little inappropriate, um, but also like it's not like sexual, obviously, like it's not like that at all, it's more of like a big sister thing,
0: yeah. I guess. Can we talk about how Colin is such a dirtbag because he's so interested in Danny now, and it's only because she mm-hmm. has internet clout that's the only reason, yeah. So, Colin is super interested
1: in Danny, um, he actually invites her to like this event, and he's like, Hey, girl.
0: Um, I can get you on this list if you want to come. It's an influencer party, which uh-huh. I never wanted to know what happens in influencer parties. I, I don't either. Um, you know what? Like, unless
1: they're like giving away like crab ragoons, like I'll go for the food.
0: You're right, though. There's probably so much free shit there. That's probably I sell that shit on eBay. Do you know it always like drives me crazy how the people that can afford the most get the Don't most things for, for free. It. Yeah, yes. they get it for free. It's it's mm-hmm. BS. But yeah, Colin's very obvious a social climber and he is very interested in and in Danny now he invites her to this influencer party so she wears her skimpiest dress. Girl looks 10 out of 10, super snatched.
1: Yes. With the dress and the boots and the high pony like she is yeah. killing it. And she goes in, she finds Colin, you know, they're kind of hitting it off. He does like a photo shoot with her. Danny gets really uncomfortable. She sees like this like weird person in the crowd. Um, And I think it's guilt. I think these are her feelings of guilt that are manifesting.
0: Right, so this is actually not the first time. So Danny, from the onset of her lie about being in Paris for the terrorist mm-hmm. attacks, she has started to see this hooded figure anytime she's, like, out and about. And mm-hmm. it seems like it's her conscience kind of, like, creeping up. Like, hey, you know you're fucked up for this, right? Like, you know you know this is fucked up.
1: Yeah. Um, and so she asked Colin, like, can we go somewhere else? And he says yes. And he... He's like, oh, she wants sex. Cool, cool, cool.
0: Yeah, she's actually scared of the hooded figure that she keeps seeing. Mm-hmm. And he mistakes it as she's DTF.
1: Yeah, that that's right, girl. Run from your feelings. <laughs> Run right to Ikea.
0: Run. <laughs> Insert card or select cash to-, <laughs> <laughs> yes. to complete transaction. And so she runs
1: with Colin to like a side room. And he just starts to like undress her
0: and like feel her up because he's like, oh, yeah, like she she's DTF. I don't know how to feel about this. He is so slimy and gross looking. And the things that he says to her while they hook up. Red flag. Red flag. (laughs) It's so cringe. He says like, you're my little traumatized girl. You're so helpless. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? And then he just comes and she goes, did you just come inside me? Yeah. Um so naturally she needs to make a quick pit stop on the way home um at CVS. She needs to go buy an IED to put in her uterus to shoot up the sperm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, she gets a she gets Plan B and a drink and she literally like rips it open and takes it on the street in front of the drugstore. There's like three dudes just staring at
0: her and she's like Fuck. I mean, I never liked the term walk of shame, but I'm sorry. This is a walk of shame. <laughs> like this is Listen, this is a lot, girl. It's the middle of the night. You're wearing that dress. You're downing like plan B with an energy drink. Like you're not okay.
1: Well, here's the thing. If a girl is downing a plan B with an energy drink outside a drugstore at 1 AM, like that's the walk of shame. If a dude is walking in a drugstore to buy Plan B and an energy drink. Like, huh, he just got lucky.
0: True that. Or he's a very, like, what a sweet boyfriend or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Like, you could have just wore a condom, you fucking asshole. But okay. She texts Colin because she's still dickmatized at this point. S- she says, hey, are you still at the party? I just got the Plan B. I'm ready to come back and party. Um, He ignores her. So she checks his Insta and he's with two other chicks at the party.
0: Right. So he's immediately ghosting her. I mean, are we surprised? No. We never thought Colin was sweet or boyfriend material or even hookup material. Like, God, the fact that she's obsessed with him and she's... Doing all this for him is so embarrassing. There is a better dick to be had. Listen, girl, you're going to come
1: up with a different lie on why you started all of this. OK, <laughs> you're
0: going to have to lie about why this all started because this is embarrassing.
1: Yeah. Listen, like it it's so fucking embarrassing. Tell them that you were on acid the whole
0: time. When Danny sees that Colin is hanging out with other girls on Instagram, she also sees that Rowan, the young girl from the support group, is out playing softball with the other support group people. And so, Danny goes out there with them, um, and they have this great time, like bonding with the support group. And it mm-hmm. it just it honestly makes my stomach sink because these people. Have obviously gone through traumatic things individually, and they found a community of people that they trust. And then here is Danny, an imposter with like such bad motivations because really she's just wanting to gleam inspiration to continue her lie. It's so mm-hmm. sickening. It's gross.
1: So Danny's not fooling everybody, though. One of the more serious writers at work. Um, has been giving Danny sort of a side-eye about her recollection of events
0: and her Mm -hmm. whole story. You could tell that she is suspicious, but it's Mm -hmm. kind of that line to where, like, you think someone is lying, but they're lying about something so horrible that it would be awful if you questioned them about it.
1: It's a no-win situation. Um, The serious writer finds a golden opportunity to Mm -hmm. sort of... Get information. Get information. Danny leaves her computer open and unlocked at work. Like, what the fuck, Danny, dumbass?
0: I literally don't have anything interesting in my computer. And I'm just paranoid that someone's gonna look at my Google searches, at my very benign Google searches. Um, mine are
1: all over the place. Sometimes it's like recipe for homemade taco seasoning. Mm-hmm. Is this plant in my yard edible? Right. And then other times. It's like, can cadaver dogs smell underwater? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this word that I heard on TikTok? And then I'm like, oh, delete that search
0: history. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, yeah, the serious writer from work, her name is Harper. And I mean, you could tell she's kind of jealous at the attention that mm-hmm. Danny is getting because Danny's article going viral has secured her an office at work and basically mm-hmm. like a full-time writing position yeah and this harper chick is kind of jealous so she mm-hmm. we don't see her snooping through danny's computer but we can assume that she does because yes. honestly who wouldn't
1: <laughs> we don't see her doing it but we can assume she does danny
0: Offers to go with Rowan to a rally. It's like this, mm-hmm. you know, anti gun, anti violence rally. Yes. So Rowan had opened up to Danny that her sister had died in the shooting that that she mm-hmm. experienced and then Danny brings it up during the rally and I didn't know how to feel about that. I'm like that wasn't your story to tell. I really hope she cleared it with her beforehand but I don't think she did. I don't think she did because Rowan seemed very shocked that Danny was bringing up her sister on stage yeah. um which she had never done. And then god it's so awful but like There are some assholes that they throw firecrackers on stage. And it's just like the cruelest thing you can do because they pop and they sound like automatic rounds.
1: Yes. And it immediately affects Rowan. She just goes into like a panicked, you know, fight or flight, like freeze. She goes into like catatonic state almost. She ends up going to the hospital to get like sedatives to calm her down. Um, and the whole time Danny's just screaming, it's just firecrackers. It's just firecrackers. Mm-hmm. Which and the thing is, is that Danny was supposedly the victim of a bombing. So firecrackers may not bother her like they bother Rowan. Just like one big loud like mm-hmm. boom may not bother Rowan the way it bother it would bother somebody
0: of a bombing, you know? Right. You know, Rowan ends up going to the hospital just from her panic attack. And it seems like, you know, the Internet is laying into her and making fun of her for the way she reacted to firecrackers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the alt-right and far-right are joking like, oh, she's such a snowflake. Just firecrackers made her, like, break down. And Rowan is still, by the way, a teenage girl. And this is affecting her, well, like, Well, here's the lot. thing. I want to know if
1: the alt-right... Um, lays into soldiers who are affected by fireworks and firecrackers the same way they're laying
0: into Rowan, because I guarantee you they don't. There are certain people that cannot apply logic, morals, Mm -hmm. or anything across the board. They're very selective with how they apply it.
1: Yeah, Danny is having a nightmare uh, to where Rowan is at the Ark. And Danny is she is frantic she's screaming for rowan to stop she goes you know she's pushing through the crowd and then when she turns the guy around in like the hooded figure it's herself
0: right so the hooded figure that's been haunting danny from the moment that she started this lie about Mm -hmm. being uh, you know bombing victim um yeah, so the, the, the hooded figure is her, which, like, you know, that checks out. You know, you are the villain. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, and this is not a villain whose purpose we're willing to get
0: behind. Um, yeah, no, we talked about last episode how there there are villains yeah. that you know they might be fighting for equal rights or they might be fighting for like lower diabetes medicine costs. Not not Danny, and also not Cruella Deville.
1: Um, Her purpose is, I just want a puppy jacket.
0: (laughs) Courtney, we are not going to go into every villain that we don't agree with. Oh, no. These are just like the two most horrible (laughs) that I can think of right now. And, you know, there's also Hitler. But anyway.
1: (laughs) Okay. He's like a real life villain. Um, Danny's woken up by somebody ringing her bell to come up to our apartment.
0: Yeah. So it's Harper. It's the serious writer from work that very obviously went to her computer. And Harper just confronts uh-huh. her on like, hey, I I was suspicious of you when you said it was sunny all morning before the attacks. But all the articles said it was raining. Mm-hmm. And then you said you toured the Notre, Notre Dame and it, it's been closed because of the fire. She goes she- the final proof Harper finds
1: is the photoshopped pictures. That was the nail in the coffin.
0: Right. And, you know, up until this point, I kind of felt like Harper's intentions were like, oh, she's, you know, doing it out of jealousy. And maybe she is. But Harper does something I do not expect her to do, because, number one, Mm -hmm. she is there confronting Danny. And then she's also telling her, like, either you come clean or I'll write this article that will be very good for my career. And I was thinking, like, Harper didn't have to give Danny a choice. I wouldn't have. I would have wrote that article, blew that shit up. And then, yeah, I don't think I would have given her the option either, because it's not like they were friends. She didn't owe her anything. Mm -hmm. And also, Danny is obviously a terrible person who did a terrible thing. And also, have you seen any true crime documentaries? You do not confront the crazy person alone in their Mm -mm. apartment to tell them that you and you alone know what they did. No, you
1: don't. Danny may
0: look relatively unintimidating physically,
1: um, but rage changes a bitch. So you don't know. She could have snapped on you.
0: There have been many white girls that have taken down grown ass men, girl. Like, don't ever confront someone alone about something really bad that they did. It's just not a smart move. Don't do it. There are certain meetings that can be emails. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That could have been an email. Like I know, I would not
1: have told her I would not have said anything. I would have went to my boss with all this information and an already written article, and then like, you can either publish this or I will find somebody else who will
0: right. Danny starts writing an article coming clean.
1: Danny writes an article coming clean. she ex she explains everything except for the stigmatizing. She leaves Colin completely out
0: of it. Fucking. By the way, it's titled it's it's like the Hillary Duff song. You know, Hilary Duff has a song called Coming Clean, oh. doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Danny writes this article, Coming Clean, and then she goes to work. First of, I would not have gone
0: to work. She does. She goes to work. The article is going viral. Everyone is side-eyeing her like, wow, you are a terrible person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all I kept thinking about is poor Rowan and what this is going to do to her because Rowan is already dealing with the backlash of, like, melting Mm -hmm. down on stage, which, like, I think we should mention that Rowan's entire, like, brand is being, like, strong Mm -hmm. and then her having... You know, this panic attack on stage, it just gave an opening to all her haters to attack her further. Yes. And now she's associated with someone who made up this Mm -hmm. terrible lie. And Harper even says, you owe Rowan one hell of a one hell of an apology. Yeah. But Danny doesn't apologize to Rowan because she doesn't have the balls. No, she She doesn't. doesn't have the ovaries to do it.
1: Well, Rowan does have the ovaries because she shows up at the magazine Mm-hmm. and goes into um Danny's office and lays into her.
0: Yeah, I you know I love scenes like this where there is a dramatic confrontation but you can't mm-hmm. hear the words because it's behind like a glass and you just yeah. see the actors yelling at each other and you can't tell what they're what they're saying but you can imagine. I love mm-hmm. scenes like that. It's my favorite. Well, and everybody comes to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I oh my gosh, the offices that have the glass walls and you could just mm-hmm. see inside i would never want to work in one of those like just put me in a cubicle don't put me in an office with glass walls that is that is the worst i can imagine it's rose's worst nightmare
1: rowan comes in and rowan lays into danny um and then danny's boss intervenes while they're yelling
0: and tells danny that she needs to go yeah, pretty sure she gets fired. Um, mm-hmm. So we're right back to the beginning to the open se- opening scene. We're right mm-hmm. back to the beginning to the opening scene where Danny is facing the backlash on the internet for mm-hmm. what she did. And now, I guess we could rate what she did. Like, what do you think on a scale of one to ten? Mm, I feel like intent matters, and
1: I feel like her her intent was just to get Colin to notice her. Um, and she let her lie spiral, um, and she didn't come clean when she should have, and she just kept doubling down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I'm gonna on the scale of should she be canceled, I'm gonna give it seven.
0: I, I think seven is fair, um, but I would say I I disagree with you that intent matters. I don't think intent matters. I think there's when you hurt people on such a grand scale your intention goes out the window and it's just about repenting and apologizing.
1: No, I think that the ultimate thing is about repenting and apologizing. However, I think that when people intend to harm people, Mm -hmm. they don't get a chance to repent and apologize.
0: Right. No, I agree with that. There's no apology. Yeah.
1: When somebody unintentionally hurts and manipulates people, then I feel like they should
0: be given the chance to... Apologize, learn, and move on. Danny gets doxxed. She gets harassed when people recognize her outside. So she has to go live with her super rich parents on Mm -hmm. their penthouse, Upper East Side suite. And this is like the epitome of a safety net that most Mm -hmm. people don't have.
1: Uh, Yeah. I wouldn't want my parents to know. I would try to keep this from them. Like, um Yeah, but there's no
0: keeping it from her parents. Her parents know.
1: Her dad's getting death threats at work. It has affected them.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Her dad is actually the only person that kind of shows her a little bit of grace. Like he mm-hmm. hugs her because he realizes she's going through something. This is where it gets a little gray because she obviously did a terrible thing, but then mm-hmm. it's like, is she a terrible person if she feels guilty? Because I feel like terrible people don't feel guilty.
1: No, um, she's a terrible person who did a terrible thing. But she, I feel like her feelings of guilt, and especially the way she goes to a support group for online um, harassment and bullying, like online canceling, I guess. So she goes to one of those support groups, um, and they said that she needs to make amends. Um, she writes out this whole speech, to say to Rowan. And she goes to watch
0: Rowan perform. Okay, first of all, it's a performance art show that Rowan has been so excited Mm -hmm. to be a part of. And it's just like, of all the times, of all the places and times to go apologize to Rowan, you're going to choose like one of the biggest nights of her young life to bring your bullshit to? Yeah,
1: inappropriate. But after she hears Rowan's performance, which is about Danny... How Danny stole the words from Rowan and how Danny made a mockery of stuff and, you know, Mm -hmm. betrayed her. At the end of Rowan's performance, she says, I might forgive you one day, but like it's
0: not today. Well, she says, I might forgive you one day, but we'll never be okay.
1: Yeah. And instead of forcing an apology on Rowan, Danny. just gets up and leaves. And I feel like that is a sign of a good person because she could have been selfish and forced an apology.
0: Yeah, no, she she did the right thing by walking away. Um, mm-hmm. I just, i I want to harp on Rowan's poem because... Rowan says when she goes up to stage that it that the poem she's going to perform is not the one she initially intended to, because obviously the news just broke about, mm-hmm. you know, Danny being a terrible person and making up everything. So you have to understand, like, the betrayal that Rowan is feeling after everything that she's gone mm-hmm. through in her life. Um, she got close to this woman who completely lied about mm-hmm. going through a traumatic event and used her. And not just that. Danny has stolen Rowan's words from her mouth from the very beginning mm-hmm. because Danny's initial article was almost like word for word something Rowan said to her, yeah, and then the speech that Danny had given at that big like rally was like Rowan's st- story about her sister being killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she just stole her words over and over again and so that's what Rowan kind of comes up on stage and says like she's like I was blindsided but I wasn't surprised and she said this is my time to take back the words you stole from my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I was just I was just like ooh girl it's deep. Well, it's deep. And I'm also like, because Danny is sitting in the crowd, kind of like looking at her notes app where she wrote her apology. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, girl, it's not the time. It's yeah, not no. the time. <laughs>
1: it ain't the one. It ain't the one.
0: No, it's not the time. It's not the place. It's not the one.
1: Nope. And that is actually where our movie leaves us with yeah. Danny walking away. Right. As she
0: should. Yes. You know what? Danny's going to be fine. She has rich parents. Um so she mm-hmm. has like one how of a safety net to fall back on. Obviously, she has some trauma she needs to work through. Maybe she is just neurodivergent and she doesn't know it. it Maybe. Her her lack
1: of social cue, like her lack of recognizing social cues um is alarming.
0: It kind of puts things in a different light when you bring up the fact that she might be on the spectrum, on the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. because I'm like, damn, that kind of actually makes sense why she would not understand the, the social kind of norms and implications that go along with, mm-hmm. like, you know, saying the things that she says. Yeah. But to be fair, people with autism are not terrible people that make up lies about trauma. Like, not no, the same. absolutely not.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Yeah, so our teapot is empty for today.
1: Don't worry, more is brewing it on the way. We'll be back next week with a new episode. See you next time. Bye.